Brit House. Hello and welcome to the first Fats and Nuts podcast, I guess. Uh, well, actually, it's not Fats and Nuts. It's Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat's first podcast. But it's Fat Dad Running and Nut Butter Runner here. Uh, so yeah, this is our first one, and I guess we'll just talk you through a little bit about what we're doing, what the website is, and why we're actually bothering to do this in the first place. You'll probably realise that I'm the talker and she's the brains, so she sat there scribbling away, looking pretty, but saying fuck all, so... Uh, I'm doodling. You're doodling. Yeah. That's a good start, what are you doodling? You're saying... <laughs> doodling away that he's waffling already this is going to be a disaster so i I think i should just jump in there to stop you waffling anymore so we're we're sitting in a hotel room um waiting to fly off to ibiza tomorrow morning at 5 a.m or 7 a.m and uh because we're in that kind of mode we've got the ibiza trail marathon on sunday and i thought since we're in pre-race mode I started thinking about packing and why and what and how and because we we both get a little bit stressy in different ways about packing. Oh my god, she jumped straight into the packing. We did like a pre thing and sort of I said, oh, we're not going to jump straight into the packing. You know, I was actually going to say that we've attempted to do this podcast like three times already (laughs) over the last week because we've stayed in three hotels. And uh, the first time we went out, I had a couple of drinks and then decided that we were going to do the podcast and we didn't make it back to the hotel. And the second night, we were going to do the podcast, and unfortunately, I had a bottle of wine spilt over me, and I didn't feel like doing it. So actually, tonight was a night we had clear heads. And well, we thought, well, basically, you were least grumpy. Tonight. I was probably least grumpy. Yeah, you're right. That is true. I was least grumpy. So we actually thought that, yeah, while we weren't going to be out having a few drinks tonight, we could actually do the productive thing and talk about packing. That's her idea. Yeah. Well, it is an interesting topic, though. Yeah, it's a very interesting topic. I mean, yeah, it's very topical in the news at the moment. But (laughs) shut up. But specifically, though, no, pack. It's not. It's not packing generally. It's not like how you pack your suitcase and you know what you put where. It's it's. It's what you're packing. Yeah, yeah. I exactly. (laughs) I I hear good things about what I'm packing. (laughs) No, it's what you're packing for your for a race. Okay, so. So, so you got a race on Sunday. You did it. When do you when do you start planning what you're going to pack to yeah. take on that race? Well, I don't. I don't know to be honest with you. It all depends where I'm racing and stuff. But I mean, the majority of times. I mean, I remember the first time I went abroad to do a. Uh, for the first time I did a marathon. It was quite easy. It was in London, so it was literally bag pack, jogging bottoms, etc. Turn up swap clothes, bag, drop, pick it up at the end, get changed, go home. Um, but then when you start doing things internationally, I went out to, to Lisbon to do my first international marathon. Um, I hadn't appreciated how hot it was going to be, and it was 38 degrees. Um, so I just packed loads and loads of shit, just loads of stuff. Um, two pairs of trainers in case one tra- pair of trainers got lost in transit. Um, God knows how many pair of shorts, how many things. And in fact, I think I wore the same shorts and a couple of t-shirts the whole bloody time and brought too much. And then the more I've done it, the more I've realised, the less I take, the more comfortable I am. Because actually at these races, you do have expos and stuff. And even the smaller ones, you know, like when we went to the Alps, there's like running shops. We could find stuff we needed. So there was never a necessity to take 
an abundance of stuff. I mean, I am a bit of a tart. I do like to pack. So like even like, you know, I've just bought a new bag. It's a small bag. So I've gone from like a, a 40 litre bag to a nice smaller hand luggage bag that's 35 litres. And I've still got 10 pairs of pants for two days. <laughs> I mean, I do like to shower and keep clean. But yeah, 10 pairs of pants, seven t-shirts, two pairs of jeans, pair of shorts, three trunks and four pairs of shoes. I think that's a bit of a overkill really. And that's just in one bag. I haven't even got through my hand luggage yet. So um, That also doesn't include any of your running kit. No, 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 that's just, that's just tartan gear, you know. But um, no, I mean, there's lots of things to consider. You've got, you know, depends where you're running. If you're running abroad, you've got to consider how you're getting there. If it's France, you can drive, but the majority of the time you're going to be getting on the plane and then you've got issues with liquids, gels, what you're going to be taking. And ultimately, if you're going to be taking, just carry on, which makes races a lot more, you know, accessible. I mean, for instance, we're flying off to Ibiza this weekend. The race was like, 50 euros we got cheap flights through a friend um, and a hotel so all in all it's cost us 100 100 odd quid each if we would start adding baggage on top of that you'd be looking at another 50 quid which puts it up to the 300 quid bracket but if you can keep it cheap and do it with hand luggage then actually you're laughing um and also you've got no risk of losing anything so yeah if you're taking hand luggage on then you have to minimize box clever and just pack the necessities you yeah know? so what so what are your necessities though when it comes to the race itself what what have you uh, the race itself is literally my hawkers depending on whether i'm doing a trail or a road race um i'll i'll usually decide before i get out there on what trainer i'm going to wear at that race because obviously there's different terrains but the majority of the time i'll have i'll have looked ahead um so i'll have my shoes uh my shorts and then whatever top I'm going to be wearing on that day, I'll also bring in another spare top in case it's the weather changes during the race, etc. Or if it goes for longer or suddenly it's bright sunshine, so I'm going to wear a short sleeve. But usually I'll run with the compression top as it gives me the option. If it's cold when I start in the early hours, you know, I can roll the sleeves up and work with that. Um, usually two buffs, definitely two buffs. Uh, one for the neck, one for the arm. And that's not necessarily just for the race. That's the fact that if you need to go to the toilet before the race, you've got something to use. And uh, just for the sake of anyone that doesn't know what a buff is. Yeah, a buff is like a neck rag. It's, uh, you know, everybody knows what a buff is. It's something that goes around your wrist or around no, your neck. No, but they might not do. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, well, if, if and also, it, buff it, is a brand, right? Well, well, so what is it? How would you well, describe it? Well, I tell you what, if people don't know what a buff is, they shouldn't really listen to this podcast. Well, they Okay, fine. What do they call but it? It's basically okay, a okay it's like a snood. It's a snood. It's a snood. Yeah, it's a, snood. Bit, yeah, it's a, a it's a circular cotton, cotton stretchy, elasticated yeah. stretchy things that can be doubled up and put around your wrist or around your neck to give you warmth. You can put it up over your head so it's like a yeah. hat. Um, so it's a multi, it's a multiple use tool basically. Yeah, it's like a sweat band or a, yeah, or yeah, it can do all that warm. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it and it's a valuable piece of kit because as I say, if you get caught short, you can use it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've been to many a race, you know, Amsterdam at Marathon, for example, where the port losers run out of toilets, um, they'd run out of toilet paper before they even started the race. And actually when you get caught short yeah. just before the race starts, because you popped a couple of gels and have taken a few coffees and a bit of caffeine and you're about to start a marathon and you might have sloppy chops. I mean, you need something to wipe with and actually carry. I, most of the time I'll go with three buffs for that very one reason, just in case I have to ditch one at the start. But buffs are massively important. Okay, um, so you've got, just to summarise so far, you've got like a couple of tops, pair of shorts, two buffs, maybe three. What else? 
Uh, I always, always, I, do you know what? I never used to run with a hat. I used to wear sunglasses. Um, but now I've found hats invaluable to run with. And so I usually sport a, uh, a trucker hat because it's easy. If the sun's beating down on my head, I can turn it around. And I've got less glare in my eyes, um, and it actually stops the sweat from pouring down your face. Yeah, and why do you, trucker hats are particularly good for runners, aren't they? Because they're breathable. They're so breathable, they're, yeah. It's not like the, a full cap. It's not like a full cap. You're right. Yeah. So the back is actually a, a plastic netted material, so actually you can get the wind flow and the air goes through. It's so they're more breathable. Yeah. So actually, it's wicking away the sweat from your forehead, but it's also releasing the heat from the back because it's vented. Whereas most other caps are actually all sealed in, so that, you know the heat stays in. So trucker caps are ideal. And also if you can wear them back to front as well. So as you're running along, also the air can get in there. Um, mm. And it looks quite cool as well. So I generally, yeah, I've got, got I can't remember how many trucker hats I've got. I've got an abundance of them. I must have 20 or 30. The majority of them are sort of North Face ones. But uh, I've just actually, for this race, which is really exciting, I've just got a new Scott one, which is going to match my uh, new Scott trail running pack. So... I'm quite excited to see how that pans out. So yeah, definitely a hat. Um, obviously, yeah, flasks to run with um, if I'm doing a long distance race. And that's it. I mean, the rest is common sense, as socks? I say. What socks do you wear? Uh, I usually wear anklets. Okay, what's uh, that mean? Like, well, an anklet sock is um, one that doesn't go up too high. I don't like, you know, I've got compression socks, but I don't like them. I like to wear as little as possible generally. So I will wear tight, short shorts, um, and yeah, my trainers and an anklet means it doesn't go over my shoe line. Um, mm. So it's there. Obviously, if I'm doing something more advanced, like if I'm running across the sand, then I might put on a pair of gaiters or something like that to stop the bits going in. But generally, an anklet is ideal for me. It's what I like. Um, if I feel the need for compression, I'll actually just wear tights and have the the full compression over the whole leg. I don't need, yeah, so. Yeah, but the funny thing is like compression socks for me, I wear them because I quite like the fact that you can't get any stones and stuff in them. Because what I find with anklet socks that are, that are just like shoe line, I sometimes get little stones in them that really annoys me. So actually if you wear a long sock, aside from the fact that it's a compression sock, because like the jury's out of it on whether they actually do anything anyway. But an anklet, you, you get these little, well, I find I get little pebbles in and stuff on trails. Oh, do you? Yeah. Long sock, yeah. So, like, if you had, like, a, a socklet, which is the next one up, isn't it? Is it a socklet? Yeah, and that's what I'm racing with on a Sunday. I've bought those socklet. specifically. Yeah, so, like, above the ankle bone line. That's attractive. I know. They're not attractive, are they? I know. But I don't care. I do. I've got to run behind you. <laughs> No, that's the point though, isn't it? Like I, I'm, I find, and also with those anklet socks, I sometimes find that they slip down and I hate that. That's the worst. I think maybe you're getting the wrong size because I've never had any problems with anklets. Well. And actually, do you know what? The only time I have a problem with anklets is when I'm not wearing them for running. So like tonight when I was wearing my high tops and I had my anklets on mm. and actually it slipped down a little bit. Whereas on my trainers, I never find they slip mm. down. They're perfectly good. Mm. But anyway, we digress. Anklets or socks. Yes, you need okay, socks. Okay, so we've um, done shoes, socks, shorts, vest or top. Yeah, as little as possible. Buff, and like cap. Buff cap. And actually, if you're, if you're really clever, you can pack all that really sensibly. It's like with the, the joys of modern running gear is it's lycra and it's really small. So a really good tip is to wedge as much as that of that stuff into your shoes as possible because your shoes aren't going to get any smaller. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a size 10 stroke 11. So my hookers are an 11, which means I can get a hell of a lot of stuff in there. So I can fit 
two pairs of socks, so a spare, um, my running shorts, a running vest, a running t-shirt, and a couple of other bits and another one. So literally within two shoes, I've got all my kit, which is amazing. Mm. Um, and it means all I've got to do is guard those shoes, and I'm all right, and I'm race ready, you know. So the other bit of kit that you always run with when you're doing like a marathon or further is uh, a hydration vest or a vest, a running vest. It is. Yeah. Mm. So that's like a necessity for you as well. Just explain why, because some people don't run with them and they'll just rely on the aid stations for water and stuff, or they might carry a water bottle. Why do you run with, I mean, there's a whole like separate podcast we could do on this to be fair, but just why do you favor running with a vest? Um, I guess when you start doing sort of ultras and stuff and trail races, you sort of stop, stop worrying about the time. Um, and for me, like, the vest was just an extra bit of kit that was weighty and I didn't really want to carry it. But then the more I got into trail races and having to carry, you know, bits and bobs that you needed because there were mandatory kit lists. Um, and also some races having long distance in between uh, with water water stops and fuel stops, etc. You have to, you're self-sufficient, so you have to carry a lot. Mm. Um, and then if I'm really, really honest, that's not the main reason I wear it. The main reason is, is I used to have a, uh, I used to wear an iPod and I used to have the cable going up and I'd have my earphones like everybody running. And then I got a, uh, a TomTom and it had the Bluetooth headphones that go with it. So I had my track music tracks on that. And, uh, but then I moved over to a different brand of watch and it didn't have that capacity. And at that time, um, someone that had introduced me to Spotify so I got hooked on a playlist that I really liked running with. So then that would mean I would go out with my phone. Um, and I did have like one of those armband things that I didn't particularly like. I, as I say, I like to run free as much as possible. So then the more I wore my vest, the phone came with me. As most people are avoiding running with phones, I've started to take mine with me more. Uh, so actually I can carry my phone and listen to my Spotify if I'm out on the coastal path or running in general and also because I'm not necessarily worried about times anymore and that kind of stuff I do like a selfie so actually to be able to just pull out you know my phone whenever I want and take a picture of a beach or a mountain or you or whatever it's pretty nice so um so yeah the phone's a good thing and also I've got all my goodies in there you know like my cliff blocks and cheeky little snacks in there you know it's spare top like you know when we were running on the coastal path not long ago it was it was a beautiful sunny day and after like 13 miles I actually changed my top and that feeling of having a nice clean top for another 10 miles to go was great so it just gives you more options you know so yeah I just I just even nowadays in the evenings when I just go out for a quick three or four mile run I generally wear my vest because I'm just used to it and I like to keep used to it because actually I ran free the other night and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, so I can see both benefits, but I do like running with my vest, you know, mm. because I, I pack everything away with it. And obviously when you're running on trails, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what's around the corner, you know, and yeah, you Yeah, so I to... keep like a bit of toilet roll in mine, for example, and it never comes out. Well, you obviously didn't follow my buff tip then. Because if you'd have had three buffs, you wouldn't need to carry two. I know, but I always find that a waste. I don't like to use a buff with it. Like, but if I've got a bit of toilet roll in there, it's great. A few loops of it. You can store away other stuff, though. I put my gloves in mine, so like in, in cold weather, I can run with gloves I was going to say, your gloves on. are going to be really helpful in Ibiza, aren't they? Well, obviously. 
And mind you, you could use them to wipe your ass. Yeah, well, I have in the past. That's one of the best uses for gloves. Did you throw them away after, or did you just take them home and wash them? I sort of like chucked it, and then it landed, and it's still probably hanging in the branch of the tree down the little country <laughs> lane in Essex. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the first time as well. I've got a lot of single gloves at home. Have you? Do you know what? There is a um, there is a Facebook page called One Glove, and it is all about single gloves around the world. Oh, my God. And they, they actually have one glove season. In fact, the guy that set it up is a guy called Mickey Brooks. He works in the advertising industry. And, um, and yeah, it's one glove, basically. And if you spot a glove that's lonely, you take a picture. And, actually, it went it, it started trending. It went worldwide. Maybe oh, my people God. People were posting really... in America. But now they have one glove season. So um, Yeah, but I really hope no one's ever found my glove because it's not a fun glove. to. You wouldn't want a picture, would you, no. with, like, an index figure covered with no. shit and, like... Oh, it was not just the, thing, the index finger, babe. It was, it was a... It, yeah... Anyway, actually, you know, that's quite. We're going off the mountain. So, where's the, where's the funniest place you've ever um, got caught short? Like in terms, of, not in general, because I know you've had a jaded history. But <laughs> I mean, like in terms of on a on a run, where, where's the funniest place you've needed to go? Um, so our our blogs and blogs and podcasts aren't all going to be about shit and toilet humor. They are going to be official. But the point is, we're sat here, you know, uh, with a beer in hand. And waiting for a flight, so we're just gonna go with it. So I tell you one place that um it wasn't a, it wasn't a shit, but I really needed to wee when I got I was at, went lined up for the Royal Parks half marathon right, and I'd gone I for some reason this is quite a long time ago before I actually before I'd run a marathon even so it was like a kind of warm up to my first marathon, and um I thought yeah everyone says like really hydrate 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 so i took the tube up to london and i drank loads of water on the tube on the way up and i thought right i'm gonna get in the toilet queue so i got in the toilet queue as soon as i got there went to the loo got to the back of the queue again went again got to the back of the queue again i thought yeah and then they called the they called everyone to the start line i was like great okay i've been to the loo twice it'll be absolutely fine got to the start line oh my god i've never needed a wee as much as i needed it standing on the start line and they hold you for ages at that race i don't know it's quite a big race but like really um narrow um pens so it takes a long time for everyone to get through in the different waves at the start pens you sound like your animals all herded into a little yeah, space but that's how it feels it's, though, that's definitely it? a race in london isn't it yeah pens. yeah so yeah, so 15 minutes later and I'm absolutely busting to go to the loo at the start line thinking I could get quite a good time here. And uh, I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do? Do I like, there's no port So I just, I'm busting. I've got to run for an hour and a half. Well, hour and three quarters maybe. And um, I just thought I'm just going to wee myself as I go around. And that's what I did. I did you? Yeah, I didn't stop in the port Yeah, Yeah, I just, I just weed in my... Um, I can't remember what I was wearing that day. Shorts, probably. But by the time I'd finished, it was pretty much dry anyway. It didn't really make any difference. It's impressive. Yeah. It was a quite a big week as well. Apart from the people behind you. Well, I don't care about that. <laughs> it's a lot That's worse a thing. At least it was a wee, not a poo, you know? <laughs> yeah, those violent shots where people that haven't run before and aren't used to all the capping and all yeah. the gels, and you just sort of like, yeah. yeah. Those, do you know what those pens, they smell sometimes, don't they? When you've got the, oh the pre nerves, the. Yeah tops that have got that running stench to them and people have overdosed on caffeine and all kinds of stuff and uh yeah it's not ideal is it those smells right we need to bring it back to packing 
Oh yeah, we do packing. So because um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up in a minute. Oh so, yeah, because we we've digressed a lot, but there's like a a lot of more potential podcasts that we could add on to this. Oh, we can as yes. a result. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. So packing. So you've got you've got all your race kit and stuff. You can get it all into one bag. Yeah. What if you like? Yeah. Again, it comes back to that thing. If you're driving, you just take as much shit as you yeah. want. But if you're flying, you, you know, it, with the airlines nowadays, it's really good. You can do like the two bags in the cabin, like Ryanair do it. What um, about your um, fuel, like your your gels and stuff? They they all go in my hand luggage, so they'll, they'll literally come with me. So I literally four gels, depending on what kind of race we're doing. You know, it's going to be like a couple yeah. of gels. Um, I'm a sucker for caffeine, so I definitely need like my cliff blocks or those new ones we're trying this weekend. So I'm interested to see what those are called. Revies. Revies. Yeah. See those strips. I'm looking to see them. And also Tailwind. We're going to give uh, Tailwind a proper bash this weekend. I mean, so many people have talked about Tailwind over the years and said, you've got to try it, you've got to try it. So this weekend, we're both going to try it. Yeah. So ba- tailwinds, basically, instead of taking carbohydrate gels, which are sort of more, they're sort of like in between solid and liquid, tailwind is supposed to be a, it's a powder that um, is isotonic, which means that it's the same um, consistency as like, it, it's absorbed, yeah. <laughs> it's absorbed into your system Just to warn really people, this easily. is not a technical blog. We are not <laughs> scientists and we are not professional runners. We are amateurs. So Jem talking about isotonics and stuff is because she's quite clever. But I'm going to cut in before she says something wrong. <laughs> so but, so, so it, you put it, it in it's, your it's, drink. It's like a gel. It's, it's a, a fuel, it's a fuel. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. can sip it the whole way around and you shouldn't need to take gels as well. Correct. So but I'm them... slightly worried about that because I'm really good at fueling in terms terms of I'm shit at hydrating in life you know like the majority of the time during the week I won't have a I can count on do you know I think I had a glass of water today with dinner and that was the first glass of water I've probably had in a couple of weeks yeah that's not great is it no exactly so that's what I mean so but when I run I'm really good at hydrating as you know so I'll go through my bottles really quickly so the thought of having a whole bottle 600 ml of tailwind carbohydrate to last me a race i'd probably knock out that in you know yeah the core of a marathon or whatever normally to fuel and hydrate so i'm not sure how i'm going to get on with it because i need only because each to their own and i've got my habits yeah well you've got gels as well so you can just try one and then i'm just gonna buzz it all in and they've all got caffeine again i'm a caffeine whore Mm. so um i will be yeah, overdosing on loads of caffeine. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see the podcast that we do next week after the... It's going to be... I'll probably have the jitter still <laughs> and I'll be wearing a diaper. Um, and Jem will probably be limping with hemorrhoids or something interesting. <laughs> Speaking of which, I really need the loo because we're having a beer at the moment and I really, really need to pee. Well, why don't you have, have a pee and I can talk about something no, really interesting. I no, I think we're going to wrap it up. There. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. But um, as I say, yeah, we're off to Ibiza in the early hours. So um, we will do a full review of the race itself. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of our website, yes, it's launching at the moment. It's populating and... Uh, the blogs are written by both of us. Um, okay, that's a complete lie. They're written by Jem, uh, aka Nut Butter, but 
I'm really shit at writing in terms of like physically writing. I can't be bothered. So I narrate because I talk, as you noticed. So I talk and then give them to her and then she turns them on into words. So um, so we do everything together. The podcasts we do together, the reviews, we do reviews each on whatever products we've been sent or what we just bought. Um, and basically we're just, we're just here. We're just talking. We don't proclaim to be a decent running podcast. We're just two amateur runners that love running and like to talk shit and drink and just have a laugh and do races around the world. So yeah, if you want to keep listening, do so. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, uh, you can subscribe on the website, which is www.eatsleeprunrepeat.org. You'll find a gallery on there. You'll find podcasts. You'll find reviews. You'll find some links to some races that we want to do, have done, um, and also some of our friends. We're going to try and get people on for regular podcast interviews, as well as us just sitting here, just talking and chewing the fat, really. So um, thanks for listening to our first podcast. Yeah, thank you. And, and then uh, we'll see you on the other side of the Ibiza Trail Marathon. No worries. Keep Cheers, guys. Peace out. Night. Bye. She's a big house.